Big idea. Jesus was the embodiment of the Father. Our weekly identity statement, I am the embodiment of Christ. And if you can, say it out loud with me, our memory verse, no good tree bears bad fruit, nor does a bad tree bear good fruit. Each tree is recognized by its own fruit. People do not pick figs from thorn bushes or grapes from briars. A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart, and an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart, for the mouth speaks what the heart is full of, Luke chapter 6, verse 43 through 45. This might be a terrifying thought to you, but it's true. You may be the only Jesus some people ever see. Being the embodiment of Christ, it will be Christ in you that shines through you to the people around you. You are in Christ, and Christ is in you. Wherever you are, you are Jesus there. Let's take a look at three final concepts in the area of embodiment. Philippians 1.6, being confident of this, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. This work of transforming you into the likeness of Christ is God's work. He is doing it in you. So you can have confidence that it will be finished. God won't leave you half transformed. He will fully transform you. He doesn't do things halfway. So even though you may not feel like Jesus now, you can be confident God is at work in you. That is, given that you're letting him work, God won't force himself on you. That's why I'm so big on reading your Bible and praying on a daily basis. We need to be constantly opening ourselves up to the surgeon. We need to get up on the operating table every day by choice, Romans 12, 1-2, and let the master heart surgeon do the work of cutting away all the cancers that have grown in and around our heart. We need to do it daily. When we don't, things build up. Go ahead, get up on the table. The surgeon knows what he's doing. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 1 and 6-11. through Therefore, since through God's mercy we have this ministry, we do not lose heart. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. A jar of clay is fragile and prone to cracking, which means what you put in the jar has a tendency to spill out. Often they would break and be thrown out. Jars of clay were the red solo cups of Paul's time. Why would Paul compare us to red solo cups? Because the Christ-like life has never been about our greatness and ability. It has always been about displaying God's greatness and ability. It is God's rich mercy that entrusts us with the ministry of reaching the lost. That's why we don't lose heart. It is God's light that shines in our hearts, not our own. Squeeze a solo cup when it's full of something, and what happens? It spills out. But if you fill the cup with water and freeze it, the strength of the ice in the cup keeps you from being able to smash the cup. It's not our strength that impresses the world. It's God's strength in us that people see. 
And when we're pressed but not crushed, it's because of Christ in us. Struck down but not destroyed, it's all God. What is God's purpose in this? So that the life of Jesus may be revealed and on display through us. So, if you feel inadequate and like you might be crushed under the weight of all, you're set up, just like Paul. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. 2 Corinthians 12, verse 8-10. through This passage isn't about Paul's imperfections, though we can learn something from that. The point is, Jesus wants to display his power in and through your life. And if you're the one who is strong, then it's you that people would be impressed with. But if it's Christ in you that is strong, then people will be impressed with Christ. When you are weak is when Christ is at his best. Colossians 3, 12-17 Therefore, As God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Yes, I know we've covered this passage a couple of times this week, but it's so good. There are two more things to point out in it. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Man, does our world need more of this from us. First, we must understand that God wants us to have peace in our hearts. When Christ is present in your heart, you have peace. We are supposed to be people of peace, shalom, wholeness. Our hearts are complete in Christ, whole. That is what we were called to. Peace is our calling, not division, hatred, or spite. Peace. Not rebellion and resistance, but peace. Perhaps one of the loudest ways we can be the embodiment of Christ is by being a person of peace. As much as I'd like to dwell some more on Paul's teaching about letting the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you admonish one another, our last point is actually this. Whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God our Father through him. There is no such thing as my church life, my family life, my friend's life, my Facebook life, and my work life. In all of life, I am the embodiment of Christ. There is never a moment when I'm not Christ's representative. I'm never off the clock. Every little thing we do in life should be done in Jesus' name. Doing the dishes in Jesus' name. Loving others, especially when they've hurt us and wronged us in Jesus' name. Honoring your boss, who's a jerk, in Jesus' name. Loving your family, in Jesus' name. Loving that neighbor that drives you insane, in Jesus' name. 
being a person of peace on Facebook in Jesus' name, being sold out, committed to your Jesus family in Jesus' name. Whatever it is, do it in Jesus' name. And when you do, it's hard to do those things half-heartedly. God will finish the work he began in you. Rest in the work he is doing. God does not need you to be perfect in your own strength. He wants to shine through your struggles as you rely completely on him. God wants you to know and experience his peace and do everything in the name of Christ. Give Christ the credit for it all. And let the message of Christ dwell among you richly. Sorry, I just had to get that one in there one more time. Our daily scripture focus, 2 Corinthians 4, 6-7. through For God who said, let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not us. As we wrap up, I encourage you to take a few minutes to think and pray through a few things. First, conceptualize. Imagine how it would feel if your heart was perfectly at peace. How would it feel if there were no divisions in your heart? How would it feel if there weren't parts of your heart that you were trying to keep for yourself? Second, reflect. Have you been trying to prove to everyone that you are strong enough to do this Jesus thing on your own? How have you allowed Christ's power to be displayed in your weakness? Third, repent. Spend some time praying and ask God to change your heart and mind about each of these areas. If you have tried to finish God's work in your own strength, ask God to help you turn over complete control of your heart to Him so He can fill it with His peace. Finally, thank God. Thank God that he gives perfect peace to the mind that is steadfastly focused on him. Thank God that he is going to complete the work he began in you. Thank God that he doesn't expect you to be perfect in your own strength, but wants to shine his perfection through the vessel of your life.